SAFM Sports Wrap. 6.30 on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to another edition of uh, Sports at the top of the hour. SFM Sports Rabbit is will uh, take you through uh, what's going to be happening over the weekend and indeed what's been happening today. We'll find out more about uh, some of the great things that have happened this week as well. Uh, we'll be chatting to Chester Williams as uh, we discuss the Springboks against the All Blacks this coming weekend. The uh, Alistair can see announcing his uh, uh, team to take on the All Blacks earlier today. Tabor Malloy has uh, been confirmed as caretaker coach of Chipper United, replacing uh, Dan Dance Malasella, who uh, has departed uh, following the 3 1 loss to Baroka FC earlier this week. And Hank McGregor, two time gold medalist at the uh, 2017 World Championships, will chat to us tonight. A man who is now a 10 time world champion, would you believe? Unprecedented in the uh, singles events as well. But I'll get straight into your sports news tonight. We start off with uh, rugby news. Springboard coach Alistair Katsia making three changes to his team to play against the All Blacks in uh, their rugby championship test in Albany on Saturday. Proper Andrea will start in place of the injured Kuni Wurstazen. Franco Mosta returns from uh, being rested in the second row alongside Ibn Ezebeth, while um, Peter Steff to toy drops to the bench. Jean-Luc Dupria comes in at flank in place of the injured Yaku Creel. Meanwhile, Western Province Rugby Chief Executive Paul Zax has applied to the Cape High Court to set aside subpoenas issued as part of an ongoing Section 417 inquiry into matters relating to the controversial liquidation last year. Aggrieved commercial partner areas have a much-publicized damages claim and uh, more than 270 million rand with Newlands over alleged advertising rights violations. Section 417 is a probe into the affairs of a bankrupt company. Business wing uh, Western Province Rugby PTY Limited was controversially liquidated late last year. A new entity owned by the union backed by then stakeholders Rimgro effectively bought the liquidated company. Now subpoenas have been served on the directors uh, of Western Province Rugby and uh, they've said more will follow depending though on evidence which comes to light in the inquiry presided over by retired judge um, Bertelsmann which, begin, which began rather late in August. South Africa have uh, got off in football to a rather positive start in the Kasafa Women's Championship they beat uh, the Sutu 3-0 in Zimbabwe this afternoon. Goals by Leandro Smida, Shantal Iso and Temu Khatlani gained Banyana Banyana maximum points in their opening Group C game. Earlier, Swaziland beat Mauritius 3-0, while Kenya and Mozambique are currently 2-2. South Africa next place in Namibia before uh, facing Botswana in their final group match on Sunday. Meanwhile, Bafana Bafana dropped to their lowest point in the world rankings since 2013, falling 14 places to uh, in the FIFA rankings to find themselves at 80th in the world, 18th in Africa. They've also seen uh, the 2018 World Cup qualifying hopes dealt a major blow by those back-to-back losses to Cape Verde, which saw them slide. Uh, further afield, 24 Europa League fixtures tonight. They include the Austria-Vienne against Milan, Copenhagen against Lokomotiv Moscow, Apollon against Lyon, Villarreal against Astana, and Hoffenheim against Sporting Braga, all kicking off at 7 p.m. While Real Sociedad take on Rosenberg, had a Berlin take on Athletic Club, uh, Olympic Marseille play Konyaspor, Vitesse against Lazio, Vada against Zenit, St. Petersburg and Arsenal play Cologne, all kicking off at five past nine. Uh, cricket news, I can tell you that Dale Stane is uh, set not to return to uh, the four-day game at the moment. He was set to uh, be playing in the Sunfall series next week between the Titans and the Dolphins. Instead, it looks like he's uh, ruled himself out of playing four-day cricket for now. And that's uh, your sports news. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, I was reading my Twitter feed earlier, and I, I saw a tweet from uh, Football Club Chip United saying we confirmed Taboha Malloy as caretaker coach effective immediately. The uh, former Orlando Pirates uh, assistant coach, uh, legend of the uh, playing game, has been appointed caretaker coach following the departure of uh, Dan Dance Malasela. Delighted to say we've got uh, Chip United's caretaker coach on the line from PE. Taboha Malloy, thanks for joining us. Good evening. 
Good evening, Dwayne, and let me say good evening to your listeners. Thank you very much. Now, with your history at the club as an assistant, it, it makes sense, I suppose, but what have you been asked by Chipper United to do for now? Uh, for now, it is to get the team uh, continue playing the way that they've been playing and then uh, try and get uh, results uh, whenever we play that uh, type of football because of you know that that, that means that uh, entertaining football doesn't take you anywhere but uh, as you know that the uh, pirates uh, we used to play that entertaining football and we went to about the uh, 10 cup finals two being the continental you know there was that was the era when uh, uh, julio was there uh, augusto was there roger vv eric and we played the same brand of football that Chipper was playing, and then uh, we were getting uh, results. So it's all about, uh, at the end of the day, uh, exciting your supporters and exciting everyone about the football, but uh, you must also put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, you, you need to score the goals and you need the points, ultimately, at the end of the day, because results are going to uh, gonna be what you're judged on, ultimately, I suppose. But, I mean, you, you don't have a great deal of time to prepare for the uh, away match to Platinum Stars on Saturday. What, what are you going to be working on for the next 48 hours? Uh, confidence uh, on the players to make them aware that uh, we need to have an end product with anything that we, we will be doing uh, on Saturday because of... Uh, at the end of the day, it is no point that uh, you get praised for doing all the trickery and the beautiful stuff. Uh, but when they ask and then and then they ask you and then after doing whatever that you did, uh, what happened? And then you have no positive answer to give. So it has to be a positive answer. And uh, I'm trying also to get the morale and the confidence up because of uh, they're coming from a heavy defeat especially here at home where it has been rare for Chipper to lose with so many goals. So today at training, the guys were a little bit uh, down, you know, I was mentally and physically trying to check uh, who gets out of the starting blocks and then who will give us the edge on Saturday to get uh, something out of the away game that we'll be faced with against Vietnam Stars. Okay, so that was your first training session with the, with the players earlier then. How, how, do you, how do you think they responded overall? The response was uh, positive, Jane, but even though you can see that uh, uh, the defeat is still lingering at the back of their heads, so a lot needs to be done in between uh, now and the uh, uh, Friday night, so that uh, that gets to be erased. You know, there, can, there are some games that they need to understand that you lose some, even though it's difficult for them to accept, especially losing a home game. You know, if it was away, maybe it could have been now erased by now, but, you know, they're known to be uh, playing very well, and, and, and the, the, the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium is known to become a slaughter ground for them, whereby, they, you know, if an away team since they got a positive result, it is when they get a draw. But now, Baroka left here with three points, and that really affected them, and it shook them. So it's a matter of them picking up the pieces and uh, moving forward. Yeah, I, I suppose like the the two one win, uh, two nil win over Amazulu uh, to uh, was it your first game of the your first uh, home game of the season? Of course, uh, turned out to be uh, a rather successful one ultimately. But I mean, you you were around with the team uh, for some time during pre season. 
does that at least help you in terms of the familiarity with the players? It has because of now I know uh, uh, who who has to be uh, motivated in a certain way and who has to be spoken to uh, uh, in private mm. because of you know as players we come from different households and you can't be just going around you know uh, talking to some of the guys in front of the other players some you need to have a one on one and. Uh, some you can just say it in front of the other guys and they have the character to understand and to take it. So that is all that has actually helped me to understand the different characters that you have in the team and how you should handle it. Yeah, fair enough. I suppose there are, there are a host of players, especially with the younger and older players. I, I, I tend to notice quite a quite a difference between the, the younger and the older players. The, the older ones that have been around, you can pretty much say anything to them. They'll they'll get the point. But the younger players take things personally. I think sometimes, which uh, which I've noticed uh, in communications between coaches and players. That said, um, yeah. Tabo, from from your perspective, though, I mean, you, you're somebody who's been around as an assistant coach to a host of uh, of, of various head coaches over the years. But uh, you're, you're somebody who knows the game better than most, but I've never really sensed a great ambition for, from you to, to become a head coach one day. Is it something you'd like to do? <laughs> it's a fair question. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, it, uh, each and every assistant coach, I'll be honest to you, uh, at some point in their lives, they want to be head coaches, but uh, you know, Pirates, it was a steady progression, and uh, uh, I knew when would I be ready to take over, but uh, uh, I wouldn't say that uh, it was a lack of ambition of me from my side uh, to become a head coach because of, you know, a lot of times that I stood in uh, in those shoes and then mm. uh, at the end of the season, uh, somebody would come in because of uh, uh, maybe the, 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 the team at the time felt that... Uh, I still needed a lot to learn, but uh, uh, each and every one of us, there is an assistant coach. Uh, at some point of your life, you really want to step in into these shoes and really see what is it that you've learned and what is it that you can do. Because of if you follow my career as a coach, you look at my development coaches, yeah. coaching uh, at the period, I've been leading all those uh, development teams and have been doing very well. So it was just a matter of time uh, for me to get an opportunity like this one and see uh, if am I ready to step in uh, in these big shoes of being a head coach. All good. Well, Tabo yeah, we go way back and uh, certainly I, I know you know the game better than most. So best of luck as you uh, try to take Chippy United forward and certainly best of luck against Platinum Stars away on Saturday as well. Thanks for your time. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader now. South Africa can uh, look back on a rather successful hosting of the 2017 ICF Canoe Marathon World Championships at Camp Strip, but one man is certainly stands uh, head and shoulders above uh, many others, some would argue. Over the four days of competition, one stands out. Uh, Hank McGregor. Uh, is one of the greatest uh, canoe marathon paddlers ever, and a uh, seventh world K1 title, and a third K2 world title. And I'm delighted to say that the uh, 2015 World Paddler of the Year, Hank McGregor, is on the line. Hank, thanks for joining us. Good evening. 
Hey, good evening. Thank, thanks so much for having me. Uh, will flattery get me anywhere? Just, uh, just out of interest. <laughs> but no, c- seriously, <laughs> congratulations though on, a, on another successful championship. I mean, it. it uh, how do you reflect on this 2017 uh, champs? Uh, to, to be honest, um, it's still uh, it's still setting uh, setting in. Um, I think the biggest difference uh, was having the World Championships at home. And uh, as much as it's, uh, it sounds fantastic to have it at home, uh, with it comes a, a lot of hometown pressure. You know, when you've got all your friends, all your family, everyone's uh, yes. everyone's there. And uh, and my my son was there as well. And uh, you know, normally you, everybody watches you on live stream, and you know you're competing in Europe or overseas somewhere. And uh, you know, it's it's very different. But uh, yeah, it was obviously the pressure was on, and uh, you know, I felt that I had to. Uh, to really make South Africa proud and is to, to pull it off on the day and uh, you know, having world champs in your hometown, obviously we wanted to see gold, you know, and uh, I guess it was it was up to me to, uh, to to produce the goods and I'm just fortunate and blessed that I managed to pull it off on the day and uh, it was something special. It was one of those that I, I won't ever forget. Yeah, well, you say on the day. I mean, there were two different days and there was some, some amazing things that went on. First, I mean, the 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 one two k one finish for South Africa because uh, Andrew Burkett, you, your South African teammate, finished second behind you. But I suppose especially satisfying for you after he actually beat you at the South African Champs. Yes, for sure. I mean, we had our national title four weeks ago and um, I came into it, uh, I wouldn't say I came into it fresh, just from travelling internationally. I was in America for two weeks and... Uh, I actually felt sick and uh, really struggled, and uh, there was a lot of pressure on me to try and make the team. It doesn't matter how many world titles you have in your back pocket. You know, it's pretty cutthroat on the selection criteria, and um, you know, I managed to, to scrape through on the day, which uh, for me was obviously a big relief. Um, and then I had a couple of weeks to, to really get down to some hard training and focus for world champs, and like I say, I managed to uh, to, to do the double um by, by pulling it off for another World Championship gold individually, you know, that's uh, seven seven individual golds um, for the K1, which, as far as I know, is, it's, yeah, it is the most... Uh, it is the most, any, yes. ...any person, yeah, has ever won, so it's, it's quite something. I never thought it would be me that would that hold that title, but uh, I guess it's something special and something in, in time to come I'll look back on. Yeah, last five of those have come in succession as well. But I mean, the the, the K two title as well with Jasper Mocky. So that's uh, what's it now? Three K one K two doubles at, at World Championships. Does that does that tenth gold feel as satisfying and special as that first? I think every every gold uh, every world title I should say is something special. You know, every kid grows up to to one day say um, that he's the best in the world, and and every son grows up saying my father's he's man, he's the best in the world, and I guess uh, at least my son can really tell the truth, you know, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, if you win one or you win ten, um, I think they're all just as special, and uh, I will never forget any one of them, but this year was something special, and to produce the goods in front of my son, um, I think he'll remember this one, you know, and my dad always said, you know, one day you appreciate what it's like to, to show your son how good you really are, and uh, mm-hmm. thanks to my dad yeah, for teaching me that, because uh, I managed to do it this weekend. I do. I do need to ask you though, how you keep doing it, because Hank, it's uh, it's no secret you're nearly 40 years old, and uh, you know people joke about sportsmen that mature like fine wine, but you know you're still a world beater, and you're you're not far away from turning 40. How do you actually do it? <laughs> I think uh, deep down, to be honest, uh, I'm fueled by, by pure passion and pride. You know, um, passion. I'm, I'm passionate about the sports in general. You know, I, I love to. I, 
we run a series, Hawass and myself, to try and help the, the sport of, of paddling itself, the community of paddlers, and, and obviously the youth. And, um, you know, obviously they like to know that uh, the autographs are getting signed by the current world champion and not the past. Mm. And so for me, that's always been a big thing. And I think pride, you know, I just want to keep the youngsters at bay. And uh, it doesn't matter how professional they are, how much money they're getting paid. And at the end of the day, when we line up, uh, we all even even and uh, somebody has to cross the line first. So for me, it comes down to pride. And I guess that's, that's what drives me to get across that line. So, yeah, I think that's my... The true answer. You, you mentioned keeping the youngsters at bay then. I mean, while your results sort of have overshadowed to a certain extent other rather significant results. I mean, uh, Alex Mosinia, uh, the junior, and uh, Christy McKenzie, they, they both became medalists. Uh, Nick Notton uh, as well, uh, Hamish McKenzie and Dave Evans and the K2 junior crew, uh, they all won first-time world champs medals, plus, um, uh, what's his name, uh, John von der Bestesen, still only 18 years old. He hasn't completed school. He's got further success. I mean, it looks like the future is bright right for South African paddling? It, it definitely is, you know, and um, I think deep down, uh, a lot of the youngsters, you know, uh, especially in our sport, everyone thinks that it's uh, overseas is always bigger and better, you know, and I think when um, when when I've managed in the past to, to pull off uh, the results and, and to stand on the top of the world, I think all the youngsters from South Africa have definitely looked at it and said, you know, if you can do it, there's no reason why I can't do it, and uh, it's not like uh, I had to, I had a golden spoon that, that was always handed to me on a plate. So I had a fight for it. And I, and I think the youngsters have seen that and, and they've realized that it just comes down to hard work and de- dedication and, and you can actually achieve those goals. And uh, a lot of those kids that you mentioned are uh, actually playing, playing with my dad and all from his training group. Mm. So I think, you know, he's leading the next world champions and I'm just glad that I've been part of it. And uh, hopefully I've inspired one or two of the next Future world yeah, well, helping uh, helping South Africa to second overall in the medal standings. Of course, Hungary still dominates uh, over, overall. But you know, on an individual basis, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. But ten world championship gold medals, seven in the K1, which is unprecedented. Do you do you look back at your achievements and reflect on your career so far that that sees you regarded by many as the greatest marathon canoeist, not only of your generation but possibly of all time? But to be honest, I actually don't. So you know, when I cross the line. Um, in that moment, it's something special. And uh, as I get off the water and the accolades come my way, um, I put them aside and and and, re- and really focus on on the next uh, next race. I've already started training, and I think that's that's maybe one of my secrets. It's 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 been something that you know you're only as good as your last race, and and uh, you can't rely on the past. Um, you know you got to look for the for the present, and uh, and for me that's I guess one day when I uh, I retire and I'll. Have a nice glass of wine. I can maybe look uh, <laughs> look back, but uh, right now, you know what I mean. I'm 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 living in the current world, and uh, I'm not looking at the past. You know? Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, certainly, I, I could say a mature head on your shoulders, but we, we've established this by now, already talking about your age. But <laughs> Hank, listen, another superb performance uh, from you again. Ten-time world champion. I think it's phenomenal. You, you're an ambassador and a legend, and uh, we congratulate you on another superb world championships. Thanks for your time. Thanks very much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game.
SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. News coming through from uh, New Zealand earlier today is that Alistair Katsia has uh, made three changes to his team that will uh, start against the All Blacks in their rugby championship test match against uh, uh, Steve Hansen's side on Saturday. Delighted to say we've got former Springbok uh, Chester Williams on the line to take us through the announcements and indeed more on South Africa versus New Zealand. Chester, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thank you. It's always great to speak to you guys. I know it's been a while, but it was a pleasure to, to speak to you. Indeed, it's great to chat to you again. But before we get into the rugby championship specifically, I, I want to ask you about the uh, the Lions tour of uh, of uh, New Zealand. What, what did you make of the All Blacks winning only one of those three tests against British and Irish Lions? Well, I think you know then uh, British and Lions Lions um, analysed uh, the, the New Zealand's very quite, quite quite well because uh, they realised that if they play more direct and and, and attacked the uh, All Blacks uh, breakdown and and slowing down the ball, that will as um, Hamper the game, and, and, and that's exactly what happened in uh, New Zealand struggled, and, and hopefully the South Africans can do that uh, the same on Saturday. I certainly hope so. Uh, from a Springbok perspective, though, what's pleased you most about the successes that they've had so far this, this year? I mean, the three wins against France, the two against Argentina, uh, and then the draw against Australia. Oh, the, the most important thing for me was uh, is the camaraderie, the friendship, the family kind of um, um, environment they've created, uh, and it just makes you feel like you know everybody wants to play for each other. And then um, on the field, the, the key thing was really to change of the mindset, the way they want to play, the attacking kind of game. Defensively, we're always good, but um, the, 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 the attacking mindset has, has impressed, impressed me a lot. And and and, and yet we are not there yet, but. Um, um, we're working on it and, and we'll take time and, but we'll get there we'll get there we must not rush it yeah I like the attacking intent as well I love the character as well particularly when we, we, there, we there were times when we were down and out against Argentina I thought where last year it might have been a story we would have gone on to lose this year it seems different they came back they showed real character fight and, uh, and, and pulled the victories out of the bag but yeah, the, 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 the success for that is because the guys have become a family. They they believe in each other. They they, they actually love each other. You know, they be with each other. They enjoy each other, and, and, and that's why they they, they are uh, where they are right now. You know, and and, and it's just gonna can it just can become better. Well, let, let's talk about um, uh, the, the the changes that Alistair Katsia has made. Three changes. Two of those have been uh, injury enforced. Uh, in terms of the injuries. I mean, is, is that really problematic for the Springboks? Or do you think there's enough depth with, uh, with players that have been called up, the, the likes of Ruandrea coming into the starting lineup, as well as um, uh, Jean-Luc Duprier? Well, they're always going to be injuries, you know, and, and luckily for us, you know, it's not, it's not a World Cup year where there's an injury for a key position. And, and, and giving those, those, those players the opportunity to, to get some experience and play division will, will make sure that we can be ready for the Rugby World Cup in 2019. And um, the replacement with the uh, Franco, Franco uh, is to say, I think, I think he has done so well for Africa, especially uh, when it comes to Lanard. When he can, be, if we can staff New Zealand from possession, that means we can put him under pressure with our attack, and they need to defend. Yeah, that's the other the, the change. I mean, Franco Mosta returns after being rested deliberately against Australia. D- does that give you any hints of a game plan? Uh, as I said, you know, um, I definitely so because he's, he's probably more com- uh, competitive at the play, at the lineout. Um, uh, he's like, I really like our Victor Metro stealing the position ball, making sure that they don't get the lineup ball, or if they do get the ball, it's not a good, good position for them to have. And, uh, and, 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 and Franco has been also very, 
very um, tough in the breakdown and um, Steph, Steph Dupree hasn't done too bad um, when he got uh, a chance next week, last week, uh, but um, you know that um, as an impact player he, he will probably make a huge difference to the team. Now, I know this might seem like a very simple question, uh, Chester, but how important is defence in actually beating the All Blacks? I think the success in any game has become so has come very crucial to every single game, especially international level, because if you defend well and you can get turnover from that defence then uh, and make use of it, then um, you you know you are on the front foot because you know that's that's how you beat most of the teams is by getting a great defence with a turnover and 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 make it turn it into an attack. And if we and, and we have learned now to do that as well, and, and that that is what makes us so dangerous. And now in the last few games, we played. Yeah, I think uh, the All Blacks are one of those sides. Uh, their, their test against uh, Argentina, the way they turned it around, their their last performance, I thought was impressive as well. Because they went down, and they do have their weaknesses. There's no doubt mm. about it. But the way they played showed just a, an air of superiority over anybody else because they didn't take the three points on offer. They went for seven every time. Are yeah. they going to be able to take that sort of mindset into the test against uh, South Africa, do you feel? I don't think they will uh, do that. I think they will take every single uh, three points they can get uh, because they know what South Africa can can uh, can be on the day if they're on. And uh, we're getting in that position where we can, where they have to almost be very careful for us um, what what they need to do. Um, um, the thing is that you know the musician has been has got that those confidence um, to score tries whenever they want to. Uh, but it has changed because we have all the teams have realised now where the weak speakers are. When, when you look at the fact that you've got 2019 Rugby World, uh, World Cup next up in terms of international competitions that we want to be competitive in uh, outside of Rugby Championship, of course, what do you want to see by the end of this Rugby Championship that will give you hope following on from last year that South Africa is preparing genuinely for, a, for an assault on the World uh, title in, in 2019? Oh, what I'd like to see is this consistency and the way we want to, want to do the way we play now and not going back to um, where we've always been in the defensive uh, mode. We need to be uh, relevant to uh, when we need to defend more and when we need to attack more and, 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 and we need to be consistent in that. If we can, can prove, if we can improve in that the mindset and I think, then I think we're on the right track. Okay, uh, I do need to ask, as somebody who's a veteran of travelling to Australia and New Zealand as well, how tough is it genuinely to visit Australia and New Zealand? I think Australia is a bit easier, but New Zealand is very difficult because you know the time difference, the jet lag, it does make a difference. And then also you get the 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 the, the, the crowd and the people in the street that they always you know, um, put you on the pressure with regards to New Zealand. So it's, it's, New Zealand is definitely a more difficult um, uh place to, to travel, but um, the advantage we have now is that we've been a week uh, in Australia, and uh, travel to New Zealand is a bit easier for me, uh, and, and so we definitely have a better chance this time around when it comes to the jet lag and getting ourselves mentally and physically right for this game. Fantastic. Well, uh, Chester Williams, it's always great to chat to you. Thank you very much for your insights and opinions, and enjoy Saturday's uh, test against the All Blacks. Thank you, and we're all standing right behind the spin box. SAFM Sports Wrap.
Always right behind the spring, we are indeed. That's all we gave uh, time for tonight, though. We encourage you to get in touch with us uh, here at SFM. Use SFM Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you've got any questions or comments, uh, you can contact uh, the executive producer, Cool Chick, using sport at sfm.co.za. Now, Lady Muleo is going to be up after the news of the talk stop, and uh, you can catch more tomorrow morning with Janet Whitten on AM Live, and then Brad Brown tomorrow between 6.30 and 7 o'clock. We'll take you through all your latest sport on SFM Sports Wrap. I'll be back on Monday, but from the team tonight, uh, producer Siobhan Chetty, me Dwayne DeLocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.